Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Pot of Gold. I am Fernando Ramirez. He is Mike Berardino. Together we cover all things Notre Dame football for the South Bend Tribune and ND Insider. Don't forget to, to register at ndinsider.com. It's only $4.99 a month. That is less than Netflix, next than any of those uh, any of those streaming services, and even more entertaining than those streaming services. Uh, we thank you for joining us today. And before I get to Mike, we have another great guest plan with this podcast. Former Notre Dame graduate transfer and linebacker Adam Shibley will join the Pot of Gold. Awesome guest. We'll get into all those things. And he has a, a camp coming up on June 11th. You won't, I, so St. Joseph High School, you won't want to miss it. But before we jump into that interview, don't forget to subscribe to All Things Pot of Gold. We've had great guests. We've uh, had the bus, Jerome Bettis. Um, we've had the lucky lefty, uh, Malik Zaire on. We've had a lot of great guests. So don't forget to subscribe. Apple, Spotify, anywhere you find your podcast. Make sure you go like, subscribe, leave us a review. Let us know how we're doing. We appreciate it. But now let's get to Adam Shibley, our special guest. Again, former Notre Dame graduate transfer and linebacker. Thank you so much for joining the show. I'm great. Thanks for having me, Fernando and Mike. Um, definitely a pleasure to be on this podcast with you all. Can you, can you tell us a little bit about Tough and, and kind of how you got started with that? Yeah, definitely. Uh, so... And that is T-U-F-F for all the listeners out there. Yeah. Um, it was my sophomore year. Uh, I was at the University of Michigan, and I was really just looking for something more to do with my life. Uh, I felt like I was spending a lot of my time just, you know, on academics and football. And during that first summer going into my sophomore year, I was like, you know, I need to be doing something more. I feel like I can make a difference for, you know, people out there. And I prayed on it. Um and I just thought back to one of my teammates, Chase Winovich, who's on the Browns now. He was working with a foundation for quite some time and was able to raise a crazy amount of money, like $200,000 or something. Um, so that sparked the idea, like, why not get into the nonprofit sector? Why not start my own thing? And, um, you know, I thought back to high school when I would be driving to St. Ignatius in Ohio city and there would be kids lined up on the streets in the summertime, just fundraising for their upcoming football seasons. And that always stuck with me because I never had to do that being a kid from the suburbs. You know, I was kind of blessed with brand new equipment each year. Didn't have to worry about pay to play fees. And, um, you know, I realized as a division one athlete, I had quite a platform to make a difference for, you know, those kids on the streets and, um, teams across the country that struggle to provide, you know, the right uniforms, the right equipment each season. So that's where the idea came from. And I was able to work through the idea for about five months in a program called Optimize. And at the end of that program, I received a $5,000 grant to launch my first donation back home in Cleveland. Um, yeah, so that, that's really the idea. And once that first donation happened back home, you know, the pictures came out and my teammates saw what I was doing and they all wanted to get involved. So quickly got Quiddy Pay of the Indianapolis Colts involved and 
you know, I really followed from there, getting Jess Spate, Joel Honigford, and some other guys. Is it a prerequisite to have great hair? To because Chase Winovich has great hair. You you <laughs> seem to have good hair. Is that kind of a prerequisite to go to go? Because you you were a grad transfer to Notre Dame. Is that a prerequisite to to uh, play at Michigan? <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> There's some guys with horrible hair out there. <laughs> uh, uh, that's funny. <laughs> What what are those uh, uh, hair challenge guys might be? I guess he would have been a couple of years ahead of you at St. Ignatius, Liam Eichenberg, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We don't want to. We love Liam. We don't want to crush him, but I we're just talking hair. But is he part of things? Has he been helpful in this now that he's in the NFL with the Dolphins? Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that. I just uh, messaged him about our our takeoff tour camp in Cleveland at St. Ignatius this summer, and he's going to be coming up to that if he's in town. So cool. that'll be the first way he's getting involved. And his brother Tommy's um, going to be one of the main people at that camp in Cleveland. So definitely getting the Eichenbergs involved, and hopefully we'll create something special together. Absolutely. Now, uh, let's not forget uh, that we want to let the listeners here, because we have listeners all over the world, we hope, but uh, right here in South Bend, uh, there's something very special coming up that's going to be very heavily attended by your former Notre Dame teammates. Fill yeah. us in about what's happening on June 11th. Yeah, so June 11th at St. Joseph High School, we're going to be throwing the the second ever uh, tough football camp, and that's going to be directly with the Notre Dame football team. It's going to be completely player-led, uh, so we're not going through the university or the the football program at all. This is through tough and the main goal is to bring access to all young student athletes. Um, you know, we have a youth session for fourth through eighth graders, which will be two to 4 PM. And then a high school session for ninth through 12th graders, which will be six to 8 PM. And this, this camp is basically free. Uh, families only have to donate a dollar or more in order to sign up and continue with their registration. Um, and that is because, we feel there's a great barrier for a lot of families who can't really afford these $100, $70 camps to, you know, learn from the best and some of the players that, you know, have made it to that college level. Um, but we're breaking that barrier and, and opening this up to everyone who wants to be involved. Um, you know, the, the guys on the team, you know, we have Tyler Buckner, Cam Hart, Bo Bauer, Maris Leofau, basically any, any guy you can think of that's going to be out there on Saturdays is, is coming out to this event. They want to help. And every time we ask, like, would you want to be a counselor for this camp? It's a quick yes. So the willingness from the guys to you know, serve the community has been incredible. Uh, we're really excited about it and you know, just want to get the word out to as many people as possible. Uh, South Bend Orthopedics is sponsoring us. So we're, we're blessed that they're covering some of our costs and we can offer this at a very low rate for everyone. Those players are pretty how, good. Yeah. <laughs> Great guys, too. Yeah. A Adam, how long did you have to work on this? Because, by the way, happy graduation on, on right? You, your master's yeah, in, you. in management now is that's the point of grad transfer. Not always the point of grad transfer, we've learned yeah. out there, but you were able to go ahead and, and get that additional uh, degree. And, and, uh, and that had to be a great day for you here recently. Um, yeah, thank you. How, how long have you, have you been planning just this event here? How much preparation goes into it and, and scheduling with your former teammates, et cetera? Do you have, who's, what's your staffing like at this point, or is this just labor of love pretty much that you're just uh, cloning yourself? Um, so Notre Dame based, we have Connor Radigan 
uh, walk-on receiver who went mm-hmm. to St. Joe's High School. He's doing a lot of the help for me, um, working heavily on this project. We went and met with the AD over at St. Joe's and really got this thing up and running a couple months ago. Uh, the idea for the camp series started up, I would say, last December uh, between me and the tough team. Like I said, Jess Spate from Michigan, he just finished up there playing five years as a defensive lineman. He is uh, my secondhand man. Like he's right there. Uh, he's our CFO right now, but might take this thing full time after graduation and going into next year. Um, and then Joel Honigford and Jake Thaw from Michigan as well have been very helpful in, in all of our planning. Uh, but this camp series for the Notre Dame one takeoff tour South Bend will be me and Connor Radigan heading up the whole thing. And obviously we've had great help from our teammates getting involved to be counselors. And is this something that you kind of, I mean, obviously you're, you're going to do this, uh, this camp on June 11th, but is it something that you want to expand later and, and ma- try and make it bigger and bigger? And hopefully, I mean, more States and more different uh, places that you could do this. Definitely. I, I see a natural progression for, you know, all the things that we're doing. Uh, I don't know if you were able to see, we just had a donation in uh, Oahu, Hawaii with. Oh yes. We saw that. We were jealous. We were jealous <laughs> yeah. on that one. You yeah, had a great so, turnout. Yeah. yeah was, it was, was great. We, we had two donations out there and, you know, we started doing this in Cleveland and Detroit uh, with, you know, just our own money that we were able to raise. And since then we've been able to get really cool people involved that have, you know, even come to us. Now we had, uh, two South Carolina Gamecock players reach out to us and say, can we throw a camp with you back in South Carolina? So we were like, sure, let's do it. Like there's definitely an opportunity for that. So as we continue to grow and our awareness uh, rises, I think th- there, there's so many possibilities for us to move across the nation and even the globe. We have someone who's doing a donation in our name in Trinidad this summer. Wow. Uh, we've donated soccer uniforms to um, a program in Liberia. So I'm really excited about all the possibilities and definitely see it happening. So we're talking to uh, Adam Shibley of uh, former or grad student uh, for from Notre Dame and founder of uh, Tough T U F F. And Adam, just going, what is it that? Um, I mean, I, I've covered the NFL and I've been to those camps where it's two hundred dollars and then it's another two fifty or. It's like $100 for the camp and then another $50 to take a picture with the player and then another 75 for an autograph like and I mean go get your money do whatever you need to do but like is that is is this one of the reasons why this is so important so that kids who don't have enough are able to uh experience that stuff too and it's not just a certain amount of kids that who have the the money and the ability to be in there but it's also for the for the other kids who grew up wanting to that don't have anything and want to be uh, and want to be obviously in the NFL or or uh, whatever sport they want to dominate. Most definitely. I mean, our mission at Tough is to provide uniforms, equipment, and mentorship to uh, underserved youth athletes. So that mentorship piece has become bigger and bigger as we continue to grow. Uh, so getting getting these players in front of the youth uh, that you know may not have the money to pay for a hundred dollar, hundred fifty dollar camp. That's going to be everything. Uh, You're going to learn directly from the players who have coaching from Coach Marcus Freeman and Tommy Reese. And uh, to be able to relay those messages and those concepts directly to young athletes for practically a dollar, ten dollars, whatever it may be. 
I mean, that's, that's priceless for these, these families. And I know the kids will have a great time. We're going to create a exciting atmosphere. And um, I know, it, yeah, it's, it's just all about providing these services for a low cost so that everyone can be involved. Adam, I, I was just uh, curious about one of the things that uh, all, all student athletes had to deal with is that they had an option to use their uh, 2020 season, the COVID year, as an additional year of eligibility. And that would have applied to you as well, right? Even being a grad transfer, you could have, yeah. in theory. Was that, I realized this past year, um, fill us in directly, because I don't think we were fully informed. You, you got a good amount of time on special teams here, yeah. first half of the season, and there was an injury. Yeah, uh, I had a, I tore my labrum in the Virginia Tech game. Yeah. Uh, that was right before our bye week and everything. Uh, and that, that led to my second surgery in under a year. So yeah. I think at that point, I, I know there's a lot of guys who can come back from that, but you know, five years is a long time. And I came in as a preferred walk on to Michigan early on in my career and worked my way up to starting a couple games at linebacker there and coming to Notre Dame. You know, I, I got to play on the field for six games, which, you know, that, that meant everything to me. And I felt like I, I maximized most of my potential throughout my college career. And, um, you know, now I can dedicate more time to the foundation and uh, continue to pursue other passions. Um, I left it all on the field for the Irish and I, I have no hang ups. Like I'm not, I'm not worried about retiring now. Uh, I didn't feel like there was any great reason to come back. I know guys like Bo Bauer and Marist will be dominating at linebacker next season. So I'm excited to watch the guys and I'm ready to see them fall out against Ohio state. Speaking of and guys I, with good hair. <laughs> right. Yeah. Bo. Hey, uh, Connor Radigan mentioned earlier, that would have been Dr. Radigan doing the surgery. Yeah, he did actually. Yeah, you got, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Keep all then. So Connor has to come through here because you, you, you and your dad or his dad have already done business. He's as good as it gets. Right. Um, you know, it, it should be pointed out too. It strikes me that uh, there might've been an a, interesting emotional component for you this past fall when, you have so many friends at Michigan. You were a Michigan man, which yeah. is a real, and that's an important thing too. I've seen your comments on the culture at Notre Dame, what you experienced, but you left Michigan at the same time, I suppose timeline wise, I'm not sure as Don Brown, uh, the defensive coordinator. So they yeah. moved on uh, was, first of all, was Don Brown leaving? Uh, was that in the timeline, any factor in your decision to, to move on as a grad transfer? And then, what was what were your other possible landing spots besides Notre Dame, or were you already thinking ahead to your 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 long term career, the forty years to come, in the in the business world, the entrepreneurial world, the nonprofit world? Yeah, so uh, Don Brown leaving didn't play a huge factor into why I left. Um, I know he was a great coach for four years, uh, gave me lots of opportunities, and um, when he left. I, I knew that there was going to be a culture change on the defensive side of the ball, which was honestly uh, somewhat exciting. And a lot of the guys were happy to, you know, see a new young guy like Mike McDonald coming in. So uh, that, that didn't play into it. And I had always considered grad transferring because I loved the, I loved the idea of, you know, getting to experience a new place and meeting new people, um, you know, being able to get two great degrees from great institutions. So in the back of my mind, I was applying to schools and looking at Vanderbilt, Duke, Notre Dame, um, and the and Michigan I applied to as well. So when it came down to it, I, I got a call from 
the admissions director at uh, Mendoza's grad program. And, you know, once I got that call, it kind of just hit me like you just got into Notre Dame. Like, how could you turn this down? And, you know, I, I immediately accepted and had the talk with Coach Harbaugh that I would be leaving. So um, it, it was kind of a no brainer growing up a big Notre Dame fan and going to a Catholic high school like Ignatius. It kind of creates that that want and desire to go play for the Irish and, and get a degree at the school. Um, I know my dad was proud of me for going there, so uh, could not have made a better decision. I'm so happy that I did, and I, I really feel like I got the best of both worlds from both schools. So when what, what is it about the Notre Dame experience that, like, I mean, you talk to people and they say that it's different, like seeing that jersey hanging up, the helmet, the golden helmet. I mean, what what is it about the mystique of Notre Dame? I think there's something to be said about, like, the faith involved. Um, that was something that, you know, Michigan, we would pray before games, but you just, you see the Basilica, you're on campus. It's like sacred ground and, uh, prayer is a big thing at the grotto that really played into it for me, as well as the rich tradition is unlike any other school. Um, just seeing the, the walls, when you walk to your workouts, you got guys like Manti Teo, Brady Quinn, uh, Chris Dorich, like all these dudes that you, you would just look up to as athletes and as men. Um, it, it all plays into making Notre Dame what it is today. When, uh, when, you, uh, when we, I when was we, just going to follow up with that and say, uh, you know, you said you grew up a Notre Dame fan in Cleveland, right? Um, who was the first Notre Dame player, former player, current player that you ever got to meet? And how old were you? Mm, that's a good question. I mean, I, I grew up watching Dan Fox at Ignatius, uh, and then he went on to Notre Dame. I never really met him, to be honest, but he, we, we connected we with him on LinkedIn. Um, outside of that, I would say I got to speak with Brady Quinn like in my first few weeks at Notre Dame, mm-hmm. um, and that was kind of crazy. Like, right. I'm pretty sure I had his picture hanging in my bedroom as a kid. Like. <laughs> It's just kind of weird now that we're both adults and um, it's awesome to, you know, finally meet your role models. Well, I was going to follow up with that. Just, I was curious about that because what happens on June 11th is just going to be a life, potentially life changing, certainly a great memory for young kids in the South Bend area or whoever's within a driving distance of this opportunity. And you guys are making it possible for them maybe to learn to throw a spiral from Tyler Buckner or or learn how to, how to, you know, throw a block properly or make a tackle properly or, or, or just, just a kind word or a small compliment is going those exchanges. Uh, I classify all mentorship doesn't have to take an hour, right? It, mm. it could be, it could be five seconds. And I just think that's something that I really hope our listeners um, get a chance to spread the word about this. Um, uh, you know, you're just getting started with this process, early stage of this process, but just June 11th coming up, it's, it's an opportunity that uh, it would be a real shame if people who have that day free, have children, have relatives, nieces, nephews, whatever, get them out there uh, because they're going to be able to tell that story someday when they're on a podcast, who was the first Notre Dame player you ever met and when was it? And what, yeah. was, the po- what was the podcast you were listening to uh, before you went out there? That's what we want them <laughs> to say. But uh, tell the folks again, while you know, reset it for us, Adam, talking to Adam Shibley. Uh, former Notre Dame linebacker, master's degree holder now from Notre Dame, former Big Ten Medal of Honor winner, which is uh, we kind of buried the lead on that. That's a 
highly pristine. Where do you keep it? Why uh, why can't we see it right now in the background? <laughs> yeah, but this is my audio. bedroom right now. <laughs> okay. Um, hopefully, I'll be working with the Big Ten in August, so oh, it might sweet. be my office there. But um, nice. what's yeah. that going to be? What's you have, um, roll, you have something lined up? I have my final meeting with Commissioner Kevin Warren on June first, so. Um, it's it's a position in his office that would be a two-year role and kind of a rotational gig i would get to work in events sports administration uh, marketing and then uh, probably travel a little bit with commissioner warren and be a direct point of contact for him wow well that's yeah. uh, that's yeah that's uh, that's that's awesome i wish you all the best with that that sounds like a great next move um so uh jokes aside uh when i you were able to use nil and that aspect of it, the positive uh, uh, philanthropic aspect of it to, to build your brand, right? This, this past year, you, you had started it, but then you were able to expand it. How will, how will all the good aspects of NIL, if we sort all this out properly, help tough uh, perhaps be, a, you would have maybe franchisees as it were within, you could have, you could expand it to every uh, campus that wanted to do so? Yeah, yeah, it's been great. Um... Now we're able to use like pictures of athletes in, in some of our marketing stuff and like our camp flyer, we were able to get, you know, Mike Mayer, Foskey and Buckner on there. Mm-hmm. Um, things like that just kind of create awareness and guys are able to retweet it, post about it. Um, it's been great. And we even have people wearing our, our T-shirts. We're about to drop like new merchandise lines so we could have guys be ambassadors for that. Um, it's really opened a lot of doors and, you know, it's great to see my teammates making a lot of money and, you know, from other businesses, but to come work for a nonprofit and in ways where they don't really care about receiving much pay. That's what shows me what great guys these, these people are. And um, it's been awesome to see. One more know. on that. Why, why was it important? Sorry, Fernando. Why was it important or how does it play in that this is called a player led camp and, and Notre Dame separate from it? Cause obviously they have Notre Dame and all universities have their own summer recruiting element camps for you yeah. uh, invitation but what the, the player-led uh aspect of it why is that important well i think if you were to go to like a notre dame football scouting camp uh you know there are some guys there who are getting paid to be there a little bit they get a little stipend and um obviously their coaches are on the field with them so you're not going to mm-hmm. see their their true personality as much coming out um but this player-led environment will create just for you know, the guys hanging out on a, on a Sunday and uh, we'll be able to, you know, go out there and just be able to scream, enjoy ourselves, get the energy up, whatever it is. Um, guys will feel at home and we're, we're just going to create a really fun memory for a lot of these kids that are coming. And I think that's the biggest thing that stands out. Adam, uh, we, we spoke to Jerome Bettis a couple of weeks ago and, and he told us that, going back i mean he has businesses and everything and he has he does a lot of a lot of stuff like that but he said that going back to school really helped him see what the future of business is and it kind of helped him uh to bring stuff to his uh, to his businesses did you feel the same way getting your masters at notre dame that you got to maybe experience some stuff that you didn't maybe at, not, not putting michigan down but some stuff that maybe you didn't see getting your bachelor's that now you can use for tough and and obviously maybe with this job with the commissioner of the big 10 most definitely um uh, it started early on in my summer classes uh last last june uh we were taking a management course and that immediately carried over into 
you know, how I ran our, our meetings and talking to the guys who work for me. Um, I was able to implement that stuff real quickly. And I had, I took a digital marketing course uh, with Tim Bowling this past semester. That's helped a lot with, you know, just how we're going to go about getting our uh, brand out there and getting the, the foundation more recognition. Um, so I would say this coursework was definitely a, a great addition for me. I was able to build a business acumen and um, I majored in communications at Michigan. So definitely taking some of these quantitative courses and, you know, management and marketing, those have played a, a heavy role in my development as a businessman. So when you look at the at the Notre Dame squad going into this season, what what are uh, what do you see um, what do you see from them and and kind of what what do you think uh, you being a defensive player? How do you think this team is going to be uh, under Marcus Freeman? Oh, I think they're going to be great. And the sky's the limit. Honestly, you saw a ton of people who had the option to go to the NFL this year and then decided to stay. And I think that says a lot about you know their thoughts for this season and the work that they're putting in. Um, those guys could have left and, you know, just trained for the league, but they wanted to come back for another off season with Matt Bayless. So <laughs> that's not, not an easy task. And, um, I know he's getting the boys ready. Uh, it's going to be a great year and starting off in a big way. I'm loving seeing coach Freeman go home to Ohio state for his first game and can't even imagine how crazy that environment's going to be. So, um, looking forward to it. I know the defense will be strong. Al Washington actually was one of my coaches at Michigan. So to see him come over, uh, that's really exciting. And I know he's a high energy guy. So everyone in the building's got to be super excited. Yeah. It, uh, I wonder if there's any wariness initially. What, when did you arrive here being a Michigan man, walking into Notre Dame, Marcus, your new coordinator at the time, Ohio State man? Yeah. I, I don't even know the last time uh, um, an, uh, an active Michigan player transferred and ended up at Notre Dame, even if he had to wait out a year. I should know that bit of trivia. Yeah. Who was it? I have no idea. I know some people have told me I might be the first, but I, I doubt that. It's just, uh, I mean, there's, uh, for listeners, uh, you know, who are immersed in Notre Dame and Michigan lore, they probably know this, but, you know, Fernando's new to the area. I grew up in South Florida. I went to a Catholic school, but even I didn't know until I got up here in 2018, it was actually Michigan that came down at Notre Dame's invitation in the 1880s and taught Notre Dame students how to play football. It's just, you know, yeah. it's just another universe, but here, you know, wariness, the whole big 10 Notre Dame thing, all that, but there's some, there's some poetic aspect of this now that a Michigan man comes down in the 2020s, a century and a half later, and maybe teaches Notre Dame players a little something about something, but he also is taught something that he's going to carry forth in a, in a philanthropic manner. Uh, and so certainly from the Mendoza school, uh, I, I do think that it's uh, there's some, I, I'm not good enough to make, to, to make that full connection for us here in real time. I'm going to work on it, but don't you think Adam, there's, there's a, it, it, anytime Michigan and Notre Dame are in the same sentence, it's usually with some hostility. Yeah, and here it, there's no hostility. It's just about possibility. That right. was pretty good, wasn't it? Yeah, right. that's awesome. <laughs> Never really thought about it from that lens, but the way you just said that was eloquent. Uh, yeah. I'm going to stop now because I can't top that. Go ahead. <laughs> what uh, talk about talk about uh, Michigan Notre Dame and were you greeted 
warily before you were welcomed into the brotherhood. What you have to do to earn your way into the brotherhood as a Michigan man? Honestly, there wasn't too much from day one. Guys were like coming up to my locker, introducing themselves. Wow. Um, I had known Chris Vallada and Henry Cook from high school. So they, they kind of welcomed me in and quickly got to know the guys. Um, I, yeah, there was no type of initiation, or like, <laughs> you know, prove your worth to Notre Dame. But guys were very interested in hearing like my stories from Michigan and, you know, yeah. hearing the similarities between the program. So it was a quick transition. And, you know, I, I believe that I've made some lifelong friends at Notre Dame and I'm excited to say that. One more follow up on that. And it's not this is not eloquent. It's probably a little cliche, but I bet one of the questions was, man, you had to tell Harbaugh you were leaving. Uh, what is it like to disappoint Jim Harbaugh? Or was he even disappointed? Was he happy for you? He seems so stern, but uh, what- happy is definitely not the word. <laughs> um, I think maybe he had a little disappointment. So he kind of just gave me no emotion. Yeah. Um, we, had, we had probably like a two minute phone call. I, I just called him up and let him know, like, I got accepted to Notre Dame and I wanted to pursue my degree in the Mendoza College. And you know, he asked, like, what degree is it? Um, so I told him it's a master's of management, but this is a purely an academic decision before an athletic. I don't even know if I'll be playing football there because at that point I, I didn't know. And he's like, all right, OK, good luck. <laughs> no, I said, um I said, thank you so much, Coach, for the opportunity to play here these past four years. They've meant everything to me. And he kind of just said, you're welcome. And that was it. We just left it at that. So um, to be a little shocked, right, Harbaugh, because, uh, again, Michigan to Notre Dame, that doesn't happen. Yeah. Jumped out of his khakis. (laughs) (laughs) And at that point, I was still, like, working out with the team. So it was a bit of a surprise for sure. But there's no bad blood between us. you know, I, I would still feel comfortable talking to him in person and everything. He's he's there for his players. So I think it was good that you did it by phone, though, just in case. Uh, I, it should be the listeners should know. I don't think I don't think any of us in the media got it out there properly that um, you know you you were pretty significant in 2020 on that on that whole Michigan situation. I, I went back at the Pro Football Focus and found you you were on the field for 256 total snaps. 174 of them on base defense. They threw you in there at slot corner a little bit. So uh, <laughs> your athletics don't sleep on the athletic ability at this camp. You can ask Adam about slot corner play. Uh, but a lot of special teams, uh, 79 snaps on special teams in 19, and, and, and about seven, it said, on in 2018. So and then this past year, 101 total snaps on the field all in the first half of the season before that that labrum injury and surgery. And, and uh, I could see why. Um, you know, a guy with your training and education and potential would say, all right, it's, I've had my experience, but can you put into words for people? Cause Fernando asked about that whole locker room experience with fascinates, but how about the idea of lining up on kickoff coverage at Notre Dame at a home game with everybody and all that noise and energy, yeah. and you're about to go down and cover that kick, uh, which you got to do what a rush that must be. And how do you how do you manage that adrenaline? Yeah, well, I think Notre Dame does a wonderful job of like building up that excitement with uh, shipping up to Boston, and then you got the 
the women singing uh, Here Come yeah. the Irish. So that really just gets you in the right mood to go down and hit someone. But it's very easy <laughs> to get sidetracked in that moment. Um, so you just got to stay focused, kind of you know, get your tunnel vision and put the blinders on that some horses would wear. Uh, and, and just know your job on the play, stay in your lane and, um, you know, always know where to be on the field. So that excitement definitely helps you uh, run down a little bit faster and uh, hopefully make a play at the end of the, the whistle. So I, I loved every second of it. Wouldn't trade it for anything. Well, thank you, Adam, for joining uh, Pot of Gold. It's so great to hear everything. And as a kid that wasn't able to afford going to those camps, thank you so much for what you're doing because I think it's awesome uh, that you're doing this for for these kids that are growing up and helping them get uniforms, helping them get uh, being able to go to these camps because that's important for a lot of kids. I mean, a lot of kids don't have – sometimes kids don't have role models or or and this is a way for them to gain role models. So I think that's definitely awesome what you're doing. Uh, Mike, can you tell us? where we can find everything for tough on social media well you want me well i did jot it down adam gave it to us it's uh you want to f- go to on instagram or on twitter at official t u f f underscore is that did i get that right adam yeah that's correct at yep, official that's, stuff. <laughs> that is huge that you have the exact same you have a sim- simplified branding for us yep. <laughs> and uh and in the website itself is um www.gettough.org g-e-t-t-u-f-f all right um you know can't say enough about what you've done so far excited to see what you're going to do going forward and uh and looking forward to uh that uh, opportunity to work at the big 10 for you really really a pleasure to to talk with you today and uh june 11th folks make a make a point spread the word uh, this is an opportunity of a lifetime for anybody who can get to St. Joe High School on the day of June 11th. You'll meet up to 30 or more Notre Dame players. Most importantly, you get a chance to uh, ask uh, Adam Shibley what it's like to disappoint Jim Harbaugh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and signups can be made on uh, the link in our bio on both Twitter and Instagram on Eventbrite. Um, so you could search up Take Off Tour South Bend on Eventbrite or uh, access that through our social media. By the way, is there is there a maximum that you can allow into the camp, Adam, or is it is it open? Like you'll take you know, anybody can get in there. Uh, right now, we're going to take anybody that we can. Um, okay. Probably Great. cut it off around five hundred people, but I don't know if we'll get up that <laughs> high. So yeah, well, uh, let's hope you do. Let's hope yeah. you do, and uh, uh, yeah, you'll make it work. So thanks so much, Adam, and uh, thank you, all Adam. Best to you. Thank you, Mike and Fernando. Mike, great interview. Um, Adam was just, I mean, we, we told him, hey, 20 to 25 minutes, and we end up going uh, about 40 with him. Just just great stuff from him. Yeah, a real interesting guy. Um, we really hadn't had a chance to talk with him in his brief time at Notre Dame because uh, he was kind of in the shadows. But uh, as a special teamer, like he said, the first half of the year and then suffering another injury. But uh He's he's got big things ahead of him, no doubt. And I look forward to seeing what he's able to do when he gets over to the Big Ten. If he gets that opportunity, um, this is the kind of guy um, uh, who's who's not just passing through. He's looking to make an impact as he goes through. And, and that came across in the interview. It was it was a pleasure to speak with him. And again, I do think that uh, anybody who's in the area on June 11th and has uh, any connection at all to kids between the fourth and twelfth grades for a dollar 
for one dollar uh, donation, hopefully more if you can afford it, um, to Tough, uh, you'll be able to uh, have a couple of hours of interaction with Notre Dame current Notre Dame players, player-led camp. It really sounds like a cool idea. It's less than a, a hot dog and a drink at Costco. So I mean, why wouldn't you uh, bring out? <laughs> why wouldn't you bring your kids out uh, to an event like this? Especially because they're going to learn from so many guys. I don't know if people know this, but pass rusher Isaiah uh, Foskey, I've I've heard he he's he's being talked about as a potential mid round first round draft pick. So that's another guy that could be up there. Uh, there's going to be some really good players that these guys can listen to, but or learn from. But Mike, I, I go back to it again. When you're in, when you go to Notre Dame and, and you're in the Mendoza school and athletes are, they just seem like they have a different mentality. And I'm not saying from different from any other player or players that are getting another or other degrees, but it just seems like those guys have so many different plans and, and they have like, we've talked to many of them now. I mean, with Brandon last week and, and, and now with, uh, with Adam, it seems like these guys have, have, uh, have different mentalities and they really want to help um the next generation and they want to help students and they want to help athletes it's just a, a a great thing to see that these guys aren't only just focused on football but they're focused on uh on other stuff like that like helping the community out no doubt and hey they're even uh, focused on helping pot of gold continue exactly. its early momentum here and we appreciate the generosity of their time i mean that's that's a huge gift of their time they're busy putting this stuff out there putting it together making their plans uh, to change the world. But no, I, you know, I've been around this program now since 2018. And uh, yes, that's one of, the, one of the best aspects of covering Notre Dame football is that when we ask questions on just about any topic, we, we tend to get uh, pretty insightful answers. And so it, I think that's what we experienced again here. And, and uh, want the listeners to know, we will continue to line them up and ask the questions. If you have any suggestions who you want us to invite onto the show, uh, leave that in the comment section or you know when we tweet it out or put it on facebook uh, happy to uh, consider those we have a long list fernando we're constantly yeah. adding to it no shortage from past present and future uh at the uh, along notre dame football lines and it's a pleasure to do this show with you yeah i know definitely and i mean yeah, and like you said like there's no there's no shortage of guests that uh that we could potentially go just because notre dame has such a rich history of of athletes and even athletes that, like I said, are paying it forward and, and former Notre Dame players are now trying to help uh, current uh, players with the NIL and, and, uh, and help them um, honestly help them uh, help them with their worth and, and, and get some, some money on the side and, and stuff like that. So it's great to see uh, players doing that. But, uh, but another, another great guest, Mike, I mean, honestly, I feel like, the listeners are learning, but I feel like at the same time we're learning as well about about all this because I mean, obviously I'm not a huge expert on NIL, but I'm learning more and more. I'm learning what these guys are are trying to bring to the table, what they're trying to do. So it's honestly, I, I feel like I'm learning a lot from from a lot of these guys. What about me? Are you learning from me? I learn from you when you ask questions because I mean, I think it was uh last week somebody I, was it brandon that told you no it was aiden aiden's like oh mike you you, you came prepared i'm like whoa i'm like <laughs> kind of took that as a shot a little bit but i'm like whoa i came prepared too i just uh i'm not as insightful as mike i'm more i'm more uh i'm more like boom okay this bam so uh well, so I, that, was, I, that was a high five no for shot. you 
that felt good. That was nice. I do. I pride myself. I keep the notes there, as you see. That's why sometimes uh, I'm not always ready to to jump in there when you want me to, because I'm looking at my notes. I'm kind of cheating because I have done my voluminous research. I have no crack staff. It's all me. But it's amazing what you can find with the Google. It really yeah. is. And so uh, and just stuff that pops. I love to connect the dots. So, yeah, no, that's you know, that's uh, Jerome Bettis was very kind about that. Um, uh, Aiden Sayal, uh, and uh, yeah, that's kind of the goal. I, I think if we both set that bar to ask these guys a question, maybe they've never been asked before. You ask great questions. You ask those questions that make them stop in their tracks and say, you know, wow, you know. And so, um, uh, or, or for in my case, dredge up something that they'd forgotten they'd even done or was said. Uh, Either way, you, that's you, part you of the missed fun out. Of you missed out on a huge opportunity. The bus was going was offering you a job. He said, yeah, "I should yeah. hire you as an analytics guy." You should yeah, have well, you should have taken him up on that offer. <laughs> well, we're still in talks. I, oh, I, there you private. go. It's very private. <laughs> uh, he's got multiple businesses, as you know, and and uh, he certainly is always in an in an acquisition mode of talent, yeah, and uh, you know, vision, all the things that I bring to the table. But uh, that I can't, I really can't comment any further at this time. <laughs> there you go. Well, thank you guys so much for for uh, listening to another week of Pot of Gold. Mike, can you remind the listeners about ND Insider and the and the low, low price of uh, ND Insider and everything that comes with it? $4.99 a month, Fernando. $4.99 a month, you get everything. It's uh, uh, South Bend Tribune through NDInsider.com. Also, the USA Today Plus Sports Network that's out there. So much to choose from all around the country. Podcasts as well there. Um, a national and regional basis. You know, we're the we're part of the largest uh, newspaper chain in history with Gannett. So uh, it's a, it's we're proud to be part of that. Uh, proud to be doing holding things down in our corner of uh, of the kingdom. But uh, for four ninety nine a month, it it really is uh, quite a value for anybody who loves to cover or follow uh, sports these days, especially college sports. Yeah, and don't forget like, subscribe to the podcast, leave us comments, let us know how we're doing. Uh, definitely, we have a lot of more great stuff planned, and we definitely appreciate you guys uh, listening. I'm Fernando Ramirez. He's Mike Berardino, and for now, uh, we're we're uh, we're out. <laughs>